On this BAM interview, I sit down with Andrew Flackner, president and co-founder of RealScout, to discuss why so many agents have databases filled with dead leads and how the right tool set helps you nurture them automatically. We discuss RealScout's new platform, RealScout Pro Plus, which helps attract new leads, including listing leads, and how the auto-nurture feature helped Gary Ashton, who's the leader of the world's number one Remax team, get 49 seller leads in just 20 days. That's 49 new seller leads. I'm a user of Real Scout. This is not a paid podcast, by the way. The only reason I'm doing this is because I haven't seen a tool work this good since Zillow started selling leads to agents. Check out this pod if you want more business. All right, Andrew, there's a lot of stuff changing in the industry. And I never, just so everybody here listening, all of the BAM peeps, we never do a product pitch. Just to be fully transparent, you have paid us zero dollars mm -hmm. to talk about the new product that you just launched. We've accepted zero dollars. We wouldn't do that. I'm an operator in this business, just like a lot of people that are listening. We we did over 700 transactions with my team in Connecticut in 2022. We're gonna do probably over 600 this year. Um, when I see something that's working and when I see what you guys are doing right now, I wanna share it with people. And so that's the reason for this pod. Uh, we are gonna get into what you launched um, in just a minute, but it's, there's a bigger problem here that I think some agents are either experiencing or haven't realized that they're about to experience. And it, you're a master at Muddle Funnel, right? And so it's all these leads that you have. What are you actually doing with them? Mm -hmm. Why is it so important to work the leads you already have in your system to get the most out of it? Because it's getting really hard to generate new leads and or super expensive. And when I think about some states have outlawed cold calling, okay, so you can't circle dial, literally. You can't call on expireds. On the other side, some of the leads that we all know that are, that are really attractive for agents, on January 1st, a lot of them are gonna cost 40% if you're in the best program and even get that opportunity, while others cost thousands and thousands and thousands a month. So then, what are you working at that point? The leads that you already have that a lot of agents have considered are dead or are stale. And they may either haven't, I'd argue, reached out enough, asked the right questions, engaged with them the right way. There's agents that are just want to pick low-hanging fruit, and then there's agents that are building a real business for the future. That's what you're doing at Real Scout to help a lot of people, This what you call middle of the funnel. So why don't you break down leads, okay, if the way you think about it, because it's fascinating, from top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel, and how agents should be thinking about their funnel. Sure. So first of all, great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Uh, the reality is that most agents have what they think of as a database, but it's really a dead base. And that is a database that consists of dead leads, stale leads. And we as an industry are so coin operated, we're constantly looking for new leads, right? I want to buy more leads and new leads. But we have this huge asset called the marketing database or a CRM that can pay huge dividends if we have the systems to incubate it, to nurture it, and to convert it. 
And so when you talk about top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, we call it tofu, mofu, bofu, right? And the top of the funnel, tofu, is um, a lot of unaffiliated home buyers and home sellers who have very shallow intent. And it takes a tremendous amount of resources, both money and time and systems, to take that $20 internet lead and convert it into a $10,000 commission check. So for agents think a Facebook lead would be top of the funnel. Would you agree with that? Yes. So that top of the funnel, be thinking leads similar to Facebook leads, leads similar to home valuation leads if you're running those. Or website leads, right? I talked to one of the top teams in the country uh, the other day at a conference and I asked them how their website's performing and they said, oh my God, it's so great. We have so many leads. Okay, but how many closings did you have? Okay, well, we actually had only about like two or three closings. Well, what, in the, in the past month? No, in the past year. So just because your website is generating a lot of top of funnel leads doesn't necessarily mean it's the best place for you to double down on. And for most agents, for most teams, and for most brokerages, what we have found is that their database is the best ROI. If they can really market it, if they can really uh, generate results from it using systems, RealScout or other tools, that's really where you can get more bang for your buck. As opposed to just continuing to invest in generating nil. Right. I talk to teams where they have 50, 100,000 leads in their database, but they're still spending tens of thousands of dollars a month on, gen on, on more leads, mm -hmm. on generating more leads. And so what we're finding with these teams that we're lighting up with our product is that within a few weeks, they're generating dozens of hot leads, whether they be seller leads or buyer leads, without having to spend an additional dollar on advertising or lead gen. So bottom of the funnel, somebody ready to transact in the next 90 days. Yeah, we would call that middle of the funnel. So you call that middle of the funnel. Yeah, middle okay. of the funnel is when somebody's agent ready, right? When they're ready to work with you, we call it an affiliated client. They're affiliated to an agent. They are ready to transact. Bottom of the funnel would be maybe when they're in escrow or when they are, you know, in a transaction management cycle. Um, but top of funnel, shallow intent, middle of funnel, deeper, higher intent, and that is where your marketing dollars can stretch much further. Okay, there are a lot of agents that are just only looking for middle of the funnel. Right. But they have all these leads and those leads are just sitting in the database. They've been reached out to one or two times. I call it um, yeah, like cherry picking. Right. Where it's like if you're only willing to do the leads that are ready to transact now and in their defense, it's, it's really hard to pay attention to all of those leads, to engage all those leads and to actually entice them to reach back out or to engage back with you. I guess, why do you think agents have a hard time doing that? Is it the training? Is it the skill set? And should, um, you know, sh should there be another way to do it? And it's and not the skill set. It? It's not the skill set. It is the tool set. And if you think about it, you have a database that consists of buyers, consists of sellers. And for the vast majority of your database or your CRM, your database consists of people who are in between those buying and selling moments, right? And if you have the right tools to nurture them, then you can be top of mind when they raise their hand and say, hey, I'm ready to buy or I'm ready to sell. The problem is this. Those consumers, when they have a question about real estate, they're not coming to you. They're not going to your website. They're not using your app. When they want to know what their home is worth, they're going to Zillow and seeing their estimate. When they want to know what their neighbor's house just sold for, they are using Redfin to see the comps. When they want to see what new listings are hitting the market, they're using the Realtor.com app. They're not using your tools. And that's why this otherwise database is a database and it's not getting a lot of action. There's a lot of brokers that want to believe there will be consumers someday that will use their tools. Do you think there's a brokerage that will 
ever, because I haven't seen it, will ever get consumers to live in their all-in-one enticing app. All-in-one is tricky, right? Even if you look at your smartphone, you probably have 50 or 100 apps. They each do something particularly well. Yeah. Um, but Apple didn't go try to create a million different apps. So the way to think about it is this. Uh, I think it is, is very difficult to compete at the top of the funnel with the national search portals, right? Zillow is a verb. There are more people searching for the word Zillow on Google than the word real estate. So just think about that. Competing at the top of the funnel is going to be very difficult. At the middle of the funnel, you as a real estate practitioner, you have an advantage because you are trusted by your clients. You are trusted by the people who have connected with you. And so just like you would recommend, if, uh, if you went to a dentist who recommended a certain brand of toothpaste, you'd probably give it a shot. And as long as it didn't let you down, you'd continue to use it. The problem in our in industry is that at the middle of the funnel, the flavor of toothpaste that you offer is usually either your IDX website, which sends listings terribly slow um, and usually has a compromised experience, um, or you're setting people up on an MLS strip, which again, doesn't compete with the experience consumers have come to expect on the portals, right? So the idea is at the middle of the funnel, I do think that some brokerages or teams or agents can, um, can recommend technology or introduce their clients to technology that will be used. Yeah, and, and I'm one of those team leaders that's like, we're always getting more leads, right? To get to 700 transactions in a year, we are pouring a ton of leads in. So I don't know when, maybe just like over a year ago, uh, we're, you know, we've known each other for a little while. I'm like, all right, let me look at Rail Scout. Let me see what this can do. Because we have all these leads sitting in the database, and we have all these agents that are offering the same, when it, you know, there's, when you look at Real Scout, if you know if you get interested of this pod, to just take a look um, at what you guys have built. There's the search component of a really engaging consumer experience for search, and I'm like, why do we have all these agents that are setting up search on the MLS? And if you're a consumer, you could be set up on four or five different because you go to an open house and everybody's offering the same thing: an MLS search, an MLS search, an MLS search, and they're very. It's like. It's like Craigslist coming into your inbox, basically, um, for for the search, right? I mean, yep. it's not very pretty. It's not there's, there's there's no you know AI component to it. it. It's not intuitive. It's not something like you get with all these other beautiful apps on on your iPhone, right? It just doesn't. It's clunky, right? Um, and so, how do you offer something different, right? Sure. That, that was one thing that I really liked. But then this new product that. You just launched. That's right. Auto nurture is just like blowing my mind because I'm like, okay, now all the investing I've done as a team leader into tens of thousands of leads over the last number of years, we get an opportunity now to reservice those clients, to actually provide something of value to them with not a, a big lift on our end. We've got the leads. We've done the big lift. It's like getting all these leads into for us follow up boss and making sure they're there. Now we're going to talk about what an actual in a minute here. We're going to talk about what a full lead would look like because I'm like finding now. Okay, we're going to go into auto nurture world and maybe we don't have as many full leads as we need to have because we didn't maybe do a good enough job, you know, getting all the information that we need up front. But tell everybody what auto nurture is from your perspective, how powerful it is. From my perspective is it's unlocking deals that would have gone to other agents because they're just sitting there in our nurture pond, for example. Right. But how does auto nurture pull people out of your dead pond 
and reintroduce them to your agents. Sure, yeah. So the short of it is that auto nurture is going to reignite your database. But if we take a step back, for the past decade, we have been building what has become the industry standard for a collaborative home search. So when people think of RealScout, they think, oh, it's the property alert company or the branded search portal experience between an agent and a client. What we announced earlier this week is uh, us completing the lifecycle marketing cycle, right? What we announced earlier this week is helping people nurture not only their buyers, but also their sellers. And what's exciting about that is... Is listings. That's what's exciting. <laughs> yeah, listings. But also think about it this way. We think about... The training we've been doing recently has been to evolve your thinking from a funnel mindset to what we call an engagement loop mindset. And with a funnel, you put a dollar into the top of the funnel, a dollar fifty comes out of the bottom, but it's a single purpose vehicle. Like you said, you get a buyer, you put them into the MLS drip alert. Okay, well, the MLS is not going to tell you when that buyer becomes a seller. Yeah. Now, what a lot of companies out there are doing, including Zillow, if you listen to their earnings call, they talk about, uh, they talk about their um, super app strategy, yes. um, right? Where they want to own the consumer for every stage of the client life cycle. Yep. These buyers become sellers and the sellers will become buyers. So if you can really nurture and engage and captivate people at every stage of the client life cycle, then you're gonna put a dollar in and every season you're gonna get a dollar fifty out. Every time that buyer or seller makes a move in real estate, you're going to get a commission off of that. So what we announced earlier this week is the introduction of seller nurture. We do that in a few different ways. One is we have something called the home value alert. And that is generating a ton of listing leads for our customers because every month it will send an email to your client saying, hey, here's what Zillow thinks your home is worth because we know they're going to go to Zillow anyway. Um, here's what this other AVM thinks your home is worth. And then when you see those two numbers side by side, a consumer says, huh, Zillow thinks my home is worth 800000 but this other company thinks it's worth uh, 700000 which one is it? And there's a huge call to action to reach out to the agent to make sense of the market. So we're getting really big conversion on that where consumers are reaching out to the agent for a CMA request. That's a hot lead. We also have market activity alerts, which will show what's happening in the neighborhood. What are the recent comps? What are the hot listings? And what is the market demand for homes in that neighborhood? But where it all comes together is with something called auto nurture. Um, auto nurture was announced earlier this week and it allows agents to have a set it and forget it strategy where you can literally flip a switch in real scout and we will send your clients down a path of nurture. What that means is if you have a consumer in let's say follow up boss and you know that they have a homeowner address, well, we will send these home value alerts to them automatically every month. You don't have to set them up manually. It will literally happen automatically auto nurture. Um, if we know that they have a property inquiry address because they came in from Zillow or they came in from your website, we know what property they were inquiring about, well, we can use that as a clue on building out a, home, um, a property alert using natural language, right? Hey, Byron, here are some properties that might interest you. This one property has an open floor plan and a large backyard. That will happen automatically. Now, if we don't know anything about the lead, there's no address, there's no property inquiry address, what we will do is we will prompt them with an email dripped with an email drip. And it'll say, hey, Brian, uh, do you want to track your home's value? Here are some of the hot listings in your neighborhood. And as you start clicking around, we'll make inferences based on your behavior, and we will start generating those alerts for you. So this is really great for large teams. Uh, we launched this uh, in a kind of a pilot with uh, Gary Ashton, number one REMAX team Huge in the world. Huge, mega team. Mega team. team. And he gave us just a small portion of his database, I think 3,500 of his clients, and within 21 days, actually within 20 days, he had 
49 home sellers that reached out and wanted a, a CMA or an update to their valuation, yeah. right? That's huge. I mean, he didn't have to pay any additional dollar on advertising to get those 49 leads. The thing about doing 49, all of a sudden in a day, you've got 49 CMAs to do. Some agents are like, okay, let, let's like, <laughs> let's turn Titrate. the knob slowly here <laughs> so that we can keep up with it. Well, I was but at a that's a good problem to solve. Yeah, I was at a conference recently and somebody said, one of the, the bigger mistakes that I've made from a tech perspective is lighting up Real Scout a few days before vacation. Yeah. <laughs> because you got all these leads and all this activity, you want to be there to capture it. Now, if you got 48, 49 CMA requests, I think there's uh, you know a couple of different strategies, but I like this strategy, calling every one of them. Right. I know you've just, you know, you know, requested a CMA and I can send that over to you or I can come over and do a full analysis of it with you so you fully understand it. Right? That's right. And now out of those 49, maybe six raise their hand and say, yeah, I'd love for you to come over and walk me through it. Um, and you send the other 43 obviously over in a PDF or however you're going to send your CMA. But now you've just generated six in-person appointments for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's invaluable for an agent in this market right now with transactions where they are to be able to get face to face and be able to do that in a very short period of time on the leads that already exist is why this is so interesting for a lot. I know you were just in Chicago with, with uh, TF, Tom yep. Ferry, and it was a group of all team leaders. And so many team leaders are like, hey, uh, we need to have a conversation because they all have the same problem right now. They're right. sitting on an abundance of leads that either agents are so busy or ISA is so busy, they can't even keep up with them and this provides that opportunity to be able to do that. Well, they're often shallow intent. And so the challenge to, I think, people listening to this podcast is what if you were to shift just a small amount of your budget from lead gen into lead conversion, yep. right? And lead gen is a lot sexier. It's a lot, again, it evokes that coin-operated tendency in us to, oh, I want more leads, and you get that dopamine hit every time you get a new lead in your inbox. But if you were to invest in the infrastructure to convert that lead at a higher rate, it's significantly higher ROI. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, you want to get the most out of our content at BAM, join our awesome community called BAMX. You get new content and access to all of our downloads every single day in BAMX, but you also get the Facebook community. You get access directly to myself and Eric and Bobby, our lead producer, among other BAMX creators. Join BAMX today with the link below. Use the code down below to get into BAMX. New leads are like a like on a video, like this podcast, by the way, if you're listening on YouTube, <laughs> but somebody converting back and now being ready to go and buy or sell, you know, in this auto nurture, potentially list their home with you. That's like subscribing to the channel, which I would encourage everybody to do right now and hit the bell. It's an engagement loop. It, it is. It's much more powerful than that just dopamine hit of, of the like, mm -hmm. right? Over and over and over again. What's next for auto nurture, like where else can this go? It's amazing right now. It's like, but is this like, is this going to work long term? Is it just a quick hit for the database? Like, where does it go next? Yeah, I mean, we, we already do specialize in long term nurture, right? We hear all the time. I met somebody um, in Los Angeles the other day who said that, hey, I just closed a $5.25 million deal from somebody that I met years and years ago who I didn't know was serious, right? But you see that alert in your inbox saying, hey, somebody just requested a showing or somebody wants to get a, a, an update to their home value, uh, their, their home value. Um, so we do help you resuscitate leads from long ago. Um, what's next for Real Scout? I mean, this is the debut of these features. They're going to get a lot better. There's going to be a lot more technology and science that goes into auto-nurture and how we are sending your clients down a path of nurture. 
Um, so I think there's going to be uh, a lot more to share, but not much today. This is, I, I know we, we talked about online leads, and that's what a lot of team leaders have invested in over the years, online leads. Um, there, I think there's a significant opportunity for your primary sphere in auto-nurture. So if you were to, like, coach an agent, like, okay, maybe an agent's got a number of clients that they've transacted with in the past, um, or just people they know from their community, and they've got a, a substantial list. Would how would you coach that agent to get them into auto nurture? Just put them on it because they already have express written consent on the email, or would it be to like have a conversation with all of them and say, "Hey, I've got the search component. You know, I've also got." Uh, an opportunity for you to track your home, which one's better for you. So Auto Nurture will have that conversation with your clients. For you. Yeah, Auto Nurture will say, hey, Byron, I want to give you access to this portal called Real Scout. And uh, if you want to track your home's value, you can do that. If you want to start clicking around and viewing properties, you can do that too. So it will give that optionality to the consumer so that they feel empowered just the same way they would be in the driver's seat with the technology they already use. Here's something I, I will... For agents that maybe you don't have, uh, maybe you don't have EWC express written consent, or um, you know you're you're just trying to reengage the list, there could be a an opportunity uh, to call folks and say, "Hey, I know you've shown some interest in real estate in the past. Would you like to be on my list for investments? Have you ever thought about investing in real estate?" And almost everybody has. Like, would you like to be on my list when investments come across? And now you could. That could be your introduction to a real scout search, right. setting up parameters for something that would be an investment in that community based on their needs or, or their financials. And most people just want to see property anyways, right. right? That's relevant to their life. But you're scratching at something that's pretty important. And that's to say that real scout is just the middle of funnel nurture engine. We are agnostic to where the leads are coming from. Mm -hmm. So if you want to employ those tactics, if you want to install a real scout widget on your website that was built by some other vendor, we, we, don't, we don't mind, right? Have the leads flow in from anywhere. We, we have integrations with Zillow, for instance, or Realtor.com. So if you advertise on those services, the leads can flow immediately into RealScout, and then we can pick up on clues about what they were searching for on those portals and now send alerts that are branded by you. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think when you ask what's, what's next for RealScout, I mean, more integrations for sure, right? We are going to be making some announcements in the coming weeks about other CRMs that we're integrating with so that you can have a two-way sync and you can just flip a switch and all these leads can pour into Real Scout from your CRM and then you can nurture them automatically. Yeah. Uh, and we talked a lot about team lead, uh, team leaders here but and teams in general. And uh, where do you think just future real estate from, I mean, there's a lot going on, right, with, with real estate. Uh, do you think it's going to be more team, teamers like we've seen the last five to ten years? Um, we're actually in San Diego at the Real Rise Conference. They have a whole different... I know you didn't attend the conference, but um, I'm attending portions and speaking at it. They've got a different model. Where do you see, just from your perspective, you've been in real estate a long time, um, you've built beautiful tech, but where do you see the future of the agent? Future of the agent? Well, I think future of brokerage, brokerages that invest in their agents are going to continue to drive value and attract and retain more, more of their agents. There's no question about that. Um, I do think that, hmm, this is a tricky one to answer. Yeah, you can take it any way. I mean, that that's that's a great point from the broker. Like, who's going to be able to attract? I mean, Real's a new model. There's team and teamers have disrupted the last five, ten years. But you could just take it from the standpoint of like, hey, the agent's going to do less because tech 
technology is going to do more, but they're going to do more transactions. Like whatever your take is on our relationship, either with brokerage and or consumer over the next 10, we know what it's looked like the last 10 as right. you built out Real Scout. What's it going to look like going well, forward? More agents, less agents? Like what's your big take on it? I think there'll be fewer agents and the agents that thrive in the next 10 years are going to be the ones who invest in themselves, the ones who are not complacent, the ones who are investing. Yeah, I, I mean, it sounds trite, but I think that the agents who are complacent, the agents who um, you know were expecting leads and deals to fall out of thin air um, are, are going to have a rude awakening and have already experienced that over the last few years as inventory has dried up. Yeah, and as transactions have now fallen but up below four million right. on a seasonal adjustment, which is unheard of. Right, like uh, Logan over at Housing Wire was like, "That's never happened, and it won't happen." Then it did happen. Yeah, but you you also see the the teams that are having a meteoric rise. Yeah, right? and what's interesting about those types of companies, those types of businesses, is that if they can cut it in this market, just imagine what's going to happen when things you know start to move again. They're going to be incredibly well positioned. How do the conversations like what Auto Nurture is doing? Because, you know, um, this morning, and I agree with this, Tamir, who's the CEO of Real, he laid it out that the next six months are going to be, and you'll hear a pod with Tamir and Sharon uh, probably next week here on BAM, but he, he said the next six months are going to be the hardest six months of your career to, to his agents uh, in the room. And then he outlined 2025 is going to be a little bit better. 2006 is going to be back to, like, what – this is his estimation – normal market it kind of fits in line with with some of the projections out there on the fight against inflation mm -hmm. and where the 30-year fix could could be in 25 and 26 right, right. mortgage bank association has it probably you know five percent uh by the end of 2025 now they change it every 30 days but that's where they have it right now right um so can auto nurture over that whole entire time period bring you even closer um to a larger amount of people in your database that may not even transact until 2025. Is it uncovering that answer where it's like, hey, I can't do anything until the rate's different or you know, the inventory changes, which maybe aligns with 2025. And then what's the, based off that information, what's the process from there? Sure, I think the slower market is causing a lot more real estate practitioners to take a really honest look in the mirror about their business and their expenditures. and seeing which of their investments are generating real yield, right? Before you can invest in 10, 20, 30 products and use only half of them, and some of them work, some of them don't work, and it was fine, but now you need to be really prudent about where you're spending your money. Mm. Um, and that's causing people to, to, yes, cut costs. That should be, you know, again, that should be tried at this point, and hopefully that's, you know, advice that you took, you know, uh, six, 12 months ago. Quarter three of 2022. <laughs> yeah, but here's, here's the, the second order consequence. A lot of people cut costs across the board and didn't realize that that created a gap in earnings, a gap in customer acquisition. Yep. And so it actually takes a, a much um, more quantitative look. It takes like a more financial analysis to look at your investments and say, hey, these are the ones that are yielding positive ROI and these are not. And going, bringing it full circle to top of funnel versus middle of funnel, I can't tell you how many conversations I have with people who just spend in a fortune on their website, and then you do a little digging and find out that the website's actually not generating real traffic or real closings, real income to the bottom line. So figuring out where to spend your money in this market is actually even more important than how much to spend. Yeah, if you're going to build out this beautiful website, spend all this money so that it looks pretty, 
and then go spend $3,000 a month on home valuation leads on a crappy site. What the heck did you build this one for when you just are now paying for a landing page and that's where all your leads Yeah, are another from. way to think about it too is are you filling a leaky bucket? Yeah. Right? And that's what a lot of uh, businesses do inside and outside of real estate. So, um, you know, it's funny, just not to hammer on the website thing too hard, but, you know, the average real estate website, it focuses on what makes you the same as everybody else, which mm -hmm. is having a search bar top of the fold that you know no one is going to use. Yeah, I agree. Right? If marketing 101, focus on, the, on what makes you unique. Yeah, that's a great point for anybody that's thinking about an IDX site right now. Not that there's anything wrong with going that direction if you're going to uh, do it the right way, but there's, to your point, a lot of people that aren't doing it the right way and they're just collecting emails and phone numbers. And this is where I want to end is we mentioned what a full complete lead is. It's something I'm thinking about a lot with the tens of thousands of leads that I have with the team. If right now you've got all these leads and you only have phone, phone number and email and you're lacking a significant amount of property addresses, you know, sir, over the last couple of years, we've got close to 1500 transactions. We certainly have 1500 addresses there, mm -hmm. but if, you, if you're lacking addresses across the board, how do you go and get those property addresses today? By providing something of value. The people who are on Real Scout and on Auto Nurture, many of them are not giving their addresses to their agents so that they can be spammed. They're mm -hmm. giving their addresses so they can see their home's value and be updated on what's happening in their neighborhood and what their neighbor's house just sold for. That's a, a, a thing of value. Imagine if the people in your database were happy to hear from you <laughs> with your next marketing correspondence, right? That's something a lot of agents and consumers don't have right now. Because when an agent hammers their database, it's with Valentine's Day cards or daylight oh. savings reminders. This is like Mark Davison, right? <laughs> you know, Mark's big on that <laughs> from uh, Thousand Mob. Mark's like, stop giving me gardening tips. You're not a gardener. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. But I think that the industry hasn't had anything more valuable to offer, unless you're going to yeah. create custom content, which is content is king. We know we know how important that is. But if you want to systematize it, there aren't a lot of tools out there that rival the portals in terms of the value they drive. Yeah. And that's why we've been staying laser focused in our lane over a decade to do just that, to equip you with a portal like experience that you can give to your clients so that you're top of mind when they want to transact. Your analysis is spot on. I say it all the time. You're not going to be Zillow at their game. Stop trying to do that. And so what you've built is something to solve for that, acknowledging the obvious that, yes, a consumer is going to go to Zillow or Realtor.com or even, even potentially Redfin, right? They're even going to go there uh, to get that information when they want it at their fingertips. That's just the reality. At the top of the funnel. At the top of the funnel, yeah. right. And then now is the opportunity. At the middle of the funnel, they don't want just the portal experience. They don't want they just want to go the data. At this point. They want to go deeper with you, yeah. right? They want you to help contextualize the data. That's right. And they don't want to take a screenshot of Zillow and then text it to you and wait for you to log into the MLS. No, they want to use the same technology as you, but you're letting them down so badly that they're willing to jump through all those hoops and take screenshots and send text messages and wait for you to log into the MLS because that's how much you're letting them down with the tools that you're offering them today. Yeah, and so this solves that problem. And this is, again, we never, Bobby, we never do pods like this. Bobby's shaking his head. Um, but using it, and bam, we get pitched sponsors every single all week. This is, Real Scout's not a sponsor. Like, I want to be clear on that. We get pitched on sponsors all the time, and I'm like, well, let me try your product, right? And then sometimes they don't hear back from me because then I've tried <laughs> the product. This is a product that we're using. We're paying for. We know it works. 
And so I wanted to share it with you guys uh, because that's where we're at over the next 15 months. I agree with what Tamir said today. The next six months will be the hardest six months of your career. And that could bleed pretty deep into 2024. We don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be a tricky year for a lot of people. And so I, I think this is something important that as you're factoring in which direction to go to start the year and you're budgeting it out, I know you guys probably can't get too many people to start January 1st because of the backlog of interest that you have, especially with the new product launch. Uh, but it should be something you're thinking about, especially if, if you have a lot of leads sitting in your CRM right now collecting dust. So, Andrew, thanks for making the trek down from L.A. to San Diego to talk about this. Of course. Because uh, I appreciate you just sharing with the industry. You think about things uh, in a different way, and I think it's going to help a lot of agents. Appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome.